Just getting a cup, a taste of that KC juice right now. Yes, sir. The juice. It's your boy, Big Jacks. <laughs> Appreciate everybody out there checking us out. Got my co-host, my man, the Stitch Wizard. That's he, what he, he is. Porter in the house. What it do, he then? I'm here doing yes, what sir. we do. Yes, sir. I love it. So here's our opportunity. We I've been telling you forever that we was going to find a way for us to get online in a whole new way. Absolutely. I know, uh, you know, this chance for us to get out here and do our own thing is going to be huge. So as part of what we want to do with that KC Juice is we want to highlight the town Talk about people, the people from the town, where they come from, what their roots are here in KC. Right. And then, they're, you know, from there, what they've developed and what they've built and what they've done over time. So I want to start with us, with me and you. Um, and let's talk about your KC roots, where where, where, where the roots dig in for you here in KC. Uh, came from KCK. The dot. The Died. <laughs> Not far from Quindaro on top of that. Right, right. But right. Uh, right there off of 18th Street there. Grew up there. Went to Wyandotte. Um, graduated. Moved, moved out to uh, Overland Park. Young age. 15, 16. And um, ended up uh, going to school and moved out to Blue Springs area. So and, you've been um, in Blue Springs for like... 25, 30 years, wow. something like that. I've been out there. Yeah, you was out there when it was still like wilderness. Um, yeah, absolutely Almost. it was. <laughs> there was nothing past 40 Highway. Yeah. Uh, the funny part is, is I always get a chance to tell people I was born and raised in Little Rock, Arkansas. Right, right. So moved from there to the city and then ended up, you know, kind of getting a chance to live in the suburbs. So I got the best of all three worlds. Yeah, you got to see it all. I did. Um, I did. So, you know, as for me and mine, my Casey roots, you know, I love mine. I started uh, in the city in that uh Vineyard area. Oh, sure. Uh, 46th and Lister. There it is. Absolutely. Uh, that's where I was, you know, originally lived at. Uh, born right there at uh, St. Joe Hospital, which at that time was on 31st and Prospect, where oh. the Linwood Shopping Center is now. Oh, wow. That I used to be, that. yeah, that used to be St. Joe Hospital. So okay. I remember as a kid uh, watching them tear that thing down. In order to put in the Linwood Shopping Center. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. So, uh, and then, of course, we end up moving out south. So, them rolling hundreds, as we call it. Uh-huh. Yeah, right off 107th and Blue Ridge, Ruskin. Them Eagles, baby. I love them <laughs> Eagles. <laughs> love them Eagles. So, uh, yeah, that, that out south time was, man, like, I tell people all the time, it was like uh, Mayberry. 
Like everybody knew everybody, you know. You know the neighborhood I grew up in. The Strat. The strat for the States. <laughs> yeah, the, the Strat All-Star. War. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> right. uh, so, you know, it's funny. We we called ourselves the Stratford Boys because there had to be 25 or 30 guys, like, within five years in age of each other. Like, there's so many of us from Stratford. Yeah. And like I said, when we grew up, it was just a working-class neighborhood, you know, so it was diverse. Uh, it was, you know, we all had moms and dads. <laughs> which <laughs> you know, was rare. Which a lot of people didn't get a chance to have that, you know. Yeah, so when I look back and I think about Mr. Jones and Mr. Johnson and uh, M- Mr. Westfall and – just so many Mr. Womack and uh, Mr. Carter like literally these are all dads that lived and grew you know that we grew up around that were men in our neighborhood that you know really uh, showed us a way these were all hard working family men who were there for their families in every way possible at the school at every sport outing you know everything that happened these men were there so Man, I was so blessed to have, you know, been able to grow up in an environment like that. So um, that was, you know, my KC roots right there, baby. We, out south was no joke at that time. And, uh, of course, everything we try to do is going back into the city, going back into the city. But out south was still, you know, where it was at. So, Well, I think it shows today for you. Your son is here with you. Yeah. What does that look like? Yeah. Teaching the next generation. Yes, sir. That's what matters the most. And, you know, that's funny because uh, when I look at uh, our guys, my guys, you know what I'm saying? Like, we've all got kids and married now and all that stuff. And there's very few of us, you know. I I was thinking about this yesterday. I really don't personally have any, like, deadbeat dads in my circle. Wow. Like, I can't really think of anybody in my circle who has kids and don't take care of them. Like, wow. That's a foreign concept to us because we all grew up in that environment. Like that would be putting our that would be shameful for our fathers to allow us to not take care of our kid. We don't even that's not even a concept to us. So yeah. I just don't have that, you know. And I hear about these guys, and I know I see them. I see these other people out here with guys that just walk away. I just can't even imagine, bro. Like absolutely. That's crazy to me. And so I love my family. Like you said, I'm glad my son's here. My whole family's involved in everything we do. We are Team Jacks, and that's real. That's beautiful. Yeah, that's that's very real. This is that's why we team Team Jacks Productions on this, you know, (laughs) (laughs) on on that Casey Juice. Yeah, that's right. That's good Um, stuff. Because we gonna make that we gonna make this happen. So, and then so we move on. You know, I went to Pittsburgh State. Uh, play a little football along the way. We had a pretty good football team when I was at Ruskin, too. Um, and so uh, then got into my dad's business and, uh, you know, had a chance to have worked for Sprint now, worked for you for a long time <laughs> at the yeah, shop shop. Absolutely. We got to talk about the shop. Got to talk about the shop. Well, I want to go back, though, to go back. the car club. Oh, my God. 1990, I think I was 20 years old. I assembled a bunch of friends of mine. I'm just trying to get a bunch of crews of people together so we can all cruise and have a good time. 
I look up, they make me president. <laughs> you the one got later. us here. <laughs> 30 years later, here I am sitting talking are. to one of the fellas. <laughs> right. For real. So I think my life really, that was just astounding to, I don't know, find my way in life. I didn't have a family. Wow. And th- my friends became everything to me. And that is what spawned me into starting a business. Mm, yep. So eventually right, right, right. that spawned into a clothing brand. Right, right, right. And Paradise Originals, first Paradise Clothing Company, and mm-hmm. then Paradise Originals, and inventions of products and traveling the world and going and all mm-hmm. over. You know, and I, I can't come off the car club yet because. Oh, back, back. Paradise Car Club, that's oh. how we met. Actually, that's, absolutely, that's where we, we did. Met. And uh, my boy G Arms, G <laughs> G Arms, crazy G Arms, my that. guy, <laughs> my guy, no doubt. Yeah, you are. Uh, but uh, that I was always shotgun on all the trips. Yeah, Springfield, yes. Arkansas. Oh man, everywhere we uh, Des Moines. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. Whew. Yeah. Uh, so uh, the car club is something that's so interesting to me because you guys actually you, that whole movement on Nolan Road, like yeah, that, that was really you guys. Like if if you if our old school viewers really understand uh, what happened in the nineties on Nolan Road, yes. like yeah, that was crazy, and that was y'all. I always tell people if there was a such thing as a character of a Vin Diesel, I was it. Right. Because I knew what it was like <laughs> yeah, yeah. to have thousands, hundreds of people. We'd, we'd throw a party and it'd be four or 500 people. Yeah, we don't easy. even know where they came from. Right, right. You know, so yeah. I, and that, I that, whole, that. that whole car world. And so what's really cool to me now is I know you – because of your limitations in time right. with everything you do with being a businessman, right. you don't get to enjoy it as much as everybody, you know, would love you to. But sure. your guys are out here still coming up with new <laughs> with new rides and I think there's about five cars in the works right now. Right including now. Including my two. Yeah. So thank <laughs> you. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. know, yeah, we still what, do it. And what two? The LeSabre. I got the LeSabre still working. What, what, what year is that LeSabre? That's a nineteen eighty four LeSabre. Nice with that roof, man. That roof uh, is forty two inch blown back brains out <laughs> all over the place uh, sitting on that juice <laughs> yeah got you know all of saying? that gold backs and all of the cool stuff yeah. 20 million stitches in the interior <laughs> million i said 20 million stitches 20 million stitches in the interior <laughs> good thing you're an embroiderer <laughs> <laughs> yeah that works <laughs> that might right. so the 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 saber is back out Actually on the streets, I see it. Brought it back after yeah. fourteen years. Fourteen years. Car sitting, sitting in the garage. In my garage with about two inches of dirt <laughs> or dust on it, but I got it back out. It's on the streets again. It's on and the streets. And now next, you coming with? I've got the uh, Camaro. I've been wanting yeah. to put this thing together for I don't know about five to seven years. Yeah, yeah. And uh, drop top Camaro ninety five. 
body kit the whole nine yards. We're going all the way to the end with it. Nice. So, so. yeah, I love I love when we get a chance to uh, get out on the streets and see the boonies of the world. Oh my and, God, Chris and, Pat and Chris Bob. and Bob. Oh man, <laughs> these guys are coming with some crazy rides. As a matter of fact, it's funny you said that. Um, I just got a call from Jimmy. And um, Jimmy was telling me, he's like, hey, man, we, we should probably get together because we're getting our new plaques coming in. Oh, yeah. And then and then little B calls me like and 30 <laughs> minutes later, man, we need to get some shirts for the show. And he's like, man, we should call uh, me. Y'all get ready for, uh, for World of Wheels. World of Wheels. Yeah, yeah, so, Wheels. yeah. I think we're supposed to have about 8 to 10 down there. Wow. After 30 years. <laughs> Paradise. Um, Still in I mean, house. it just... I, I always uh, say that when I look at these new Cadillacs and these new cars coming off these lots now right. with these 26s and 28s on them, they got that from y'all. We started that. Y'all started that. <laughs> there was, no, I mean, like, for a car to come from a dealer like that, right? that that did not happen back then at all. What? And because of y'all and then the, the businesses that have sparked around that whole thing that y'all did, right. that actually pushed the dealers into saying, wow, we like that. Well, let's see if we can make them, see if we can get them to do that for us. As a matter of fact, one of our members, uh, Chad Dirt, he actually took the idea to the next level. He was working with, I think it was uh, 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 Olathe Ford and a couple of other big dealers. He actually offers that they they get the whole package yeah, the with whole the twenty sixes and all of the stuff. He the does lift kit literally and the whole, everything. Right, right there. And to think we started out <laughs> with just some little mini trucks. Yeah, the you mini know, trucks, boy. The street, yeah. You know? Cool yeah, stuff. So, man, I'm telling you that. That is why, in my opinion, obviously you're sitting on Nolan Road right now with the Chop Shop. Like you said, everything. When I tell people, I, I was somewhere and I ran into a guy. I, actually, I don't know exactly. I was at the uh, Negro Leagues Museum. Okay. And I'm going in the door and I got a T-shirt on that says Chop Shop. And so the guy opens the door for me. He's working down there. He's like, man, Chop Shop, what is that? <laughs> this man has on a T-shirt that says Chop Shop. <laughs> and I'm like, it's an embroidery shop out in Independence. And people are like, embroidery? Like, how did you get there? But it makes so much sense when you know the backstory of because you being in the, the car club yes. and the idea of going in and putting 20 million stitches in your interior right, <laughs> right. is what brought about oh, the chop man. shop. And, uh, and then like you said, the clothing line, well, really the clothing line mm -hmm. and then the shop really. Then the shop shop. Yeah, Cause you were embroidering out of the garage at first, right? I was. Yeah. I actually started out of another lady's place interning for her and at night she'd let me run my own product mm. and then from there i ended up teaching myself how to actually do it and shoot a couple of years later i opened my own nice so stitch wizard as we say um i mean if you look years. at the jersey that you got on right now if we look at the custom embroidery work and i've all i've said this for a long time um, you know, we were into the bikers piece of what, you know, everything that you do with the biking world. Right. And uh, so that gave, you know, an opportunity to travel and see all these different people from all over the country. Oh, man. And when I see the embroidery work 
that these guys get in these other places and I see your I can always tell when it's your work <laughs> because it so just true. it has another level it's just different it's not the same so yeah. uh that that's uh, that's so huge man to be able to be known as um uh, the best embroiderer I say in the world uh well stitches magazine believes so I've yeah. been nominated five times as the yeah. best in the world yeah so I would definitely say we it, and it's to me it's the heart of it it ain't it ain't really the fact that oh anyone can design something anyone can but it's like that that extra umph that you give it that flavor that touch that yeah. I'm gonna use this this color instead of the norm <laughs> and that's what gives it that that yeah. extra. Yeah. What's good, world? It's your boy, Big Jax. I'm here with one of our great sponsors here on that KC Juice. It is the Kansas City Daiquiri Shop, 1116 Grand, downtown Kansas City, right up the street from the T-Mobile Center. Whether you guys are coming in from out of town or you're here in town, you've got to come check out the Dak Shop. And not only do they have the best daiquiri selection in the whole city, but then you got the food, like these are my mango habanero wings, my favorite wings in the whole city. Not only do they have that though, they got the etouffee, they got the red beans and rice, they got the burrito tacos. I'm telling y'all, y'all gotta come check it out. Not only that, you can sit out, smoke a cigar, grab a hookah on this beautiful patio here at the Dak Shop, one of my favorite spots in the whole city. Shouts out to my man Calvin Big. Thank you so much, Big, for sponsoring us. That's on the yo. And you guys again gotta come check it out. 11 16 grand, downtown Kansas City. It's the Kansas City Daiquiri Shop. Check it out. Yeah, you know, yeah. and to me, I try to put that into the guy that paid me ten dollars mm-hmm. all the way out to the guy that gave me five thousand yeah, dollars. Right. You know? Right. Because that is my brand. Yeah, 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 yeah so. and, and I, I see that a lot. Uh, I always love the fact that I I encourage people. I, I always tell them, get, give him an idea of what you want, right? But then let him go. If you just pay him his money and let him go, <laughs> and the more you pay, the more you go get. I'm just saying that's just the reality. It's true. But it if you true. just pay him his money and let him go, he gonna come out with something that you've never seen before. Ever, ever, ever. <laughs> so I've got a vest there right now. A guy's got right at about fourteen hundred in it. Wow. But I've done a vest as I think Jeez. I did one that cost almost four thousand. Oh Ostrich skin, the whole nine <laughs> yards. I think we did. We went all the way yeah. to the hill with yeah, this thing. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, that's it definitely. You can get as custom as you want. I always have go. loved that, the one you did for uh, for 50. Yes. 50 cent? 50 cent with the nine bullet holes. Oh, the bullet holes. Yeah. I seen a tear in his crazy. eye when I handed it to him. I actually handed it to him, and he was like, man, you did this? I said, yes, I did. Yeah. He said, man, you really are good at this. Yeah. Thank you. No you doubt. know. So, yeah. Yeah, so, and while we're talking about, because I'm just interviewing you, because we got to go back again to the clothing line. Please. And talk about the the development, the magic show, the development of the clothing line. The, oh. the things you got to experience in that time period are, we talking, uh, you think about FUBU came out about in what, 90? 
They were like right at around 95, 96. Right. I started developing in 96, and I debuted around 97, 98. Right. So I met them two years after they came out. Right, right. And it was the wildest thing knowing all of the people you see on TV yeah. And here they are right here in front of you. And you're like, what's up, man? <laughs> right, right, right. And it, that was wild because it was, it just opened up so many doors yeah. for for me being that Midwest, you know. Mm-hmm. I, as that, at that time, as a matter of fact, a gentleman named Sean wrote a story on me. <laughs> and the storyline the story was the greatest clothing brand you've never heard of. Right. And I thought to myself, wow, that's pretty ballsy to say that. But when you really think about it, we were really doing next level things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, I I love, I still got Paradise stuff from 95, 96 time frame, like still at the house right now. Yeah. Um, You know what I'm saying? Like uh, that brand, and I've always been a guy that was big on local brands anyway, the the Duolos and the... Oh, wow. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I've always tried to support local brands. That was always important to me. Is right. You know, it was important to me to support local business and right. black business. Um, So, uh, I've always loved, I always loved the idea of supporting those guys. And, you know, that's, I wear, uh, I, I, I am KC right now, you know, for that same reason. So, right, right. Um, um, but what you did, what Paradise did as a brand, uh, and what you developed that into with the shop, um, and to be able to be here now, you've been in that same location for 20 some years, 24, 24 years right there on Nolan road. Um, that's huge to be able to stick around that long. Most, there are very few embroidery shops like yours that even exist anymore. Like they are becoming to me. I, I tell people it's becoming an art form almost again. Because when you look at the old school of it, when you go back to the the, the colonial, when you go to the 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 the, the, the royal families, it started like, for kings and queens. Period. The ideal of putting something on your clothing came from the ideal of only a king would be able to, to be wear able to that. even afford that. So y'all remember that when you out here trying to get it done, <laughs> no to the cost. You got to pay this, this kingly ransom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to be paid. There you go. Uh, but like I said, because of that and, and to, to, for, to see what you've been able to do with the shop, yeah. uh, like I said, the biker world was a whole nother, that that was a whole nother time frame. That was a whole new world right there. I want to step back in time just a little bit mm-hmm. and say it afforded me to meet people like Tech Nine, and right. Um, I could go on down the list. Most of the guys that are famous today, I am Casey, Walt, all of them, all DJ them. Fresh. All I was them. making those guys Nelly. Yeah. I made all of those guys clothes right. way back in the day. Right. So it, it was it was a great thing to build up to this point here now. And yeah. part of the reason why I stayed there on Nolan Road was the nostalgia of it, number one. And also starting an embroidery shop would keep me near what my first love was. Mm-hmm. And that's designing clothes. Right. So that's truly why I did it. And guess what? Just this year, 
I'm starting to work with a patent attorney. I'm trying yes, to release my my new hat, yes, all sir. of the cool stuff. I'm coming back with the brand. Yeah. So just to step back and give some homage to those fellas. Man. Appreciate y'all for what y'all did for me. All right. To introduce me to the Snoop Dogs of the world. All right. And, and it, right. I, I forgot. I mean, it's just a billion people I yeah. met. Yeah. In this industry, yeah. so LL Cool J, I think about that picture. Oh man, <laughs> Coolio, Jay Z, and Jigga. all of those fellas, yeah. man. Yeah. It was that was wild going to parties and Russell Simmons like, hey, he's with me, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I'm with him, you know, <laughs> you, know? Right. you know. So Russ. it was just yeah. cool, you know. Yeah. But it, it was and. The thing I can honestly say, though, about it is I never lost my place. I knew I was with some of the biggest, you know, most broad stars in the world, but I never lost who I was. Right. So I always knew that, hey, when this is over, <laughs> you're going to go back home. <laughs> you going back to Blue Springs. Right, you right, know? right. But it was. It was humbling, but also it gave me something to shoot for. So well, thankful. We know. I mean, we we keep on it. You just mentioned Tech Nine. Yes. Uh, I love the story of you introducing Tech to Travis. Absolutely. How'd that? The phone call came. Uh, it was like a Thursday night because you uh, were working with Trav on the clothing line. At one I point. asked Travis O'Gwen is actually my uh, second or third business partner, mm-hmm. so we were working together, traveling the country, getting my brand ready. Um, we had almost or had put a deal on the table with J.C. Penney's. Uh, we were getting ready to ship them about three million worth of clothing. And at the time, Tech was going through some financial things with uh, some of the labels he was with. And he actually reached out and asked me, you know, I would like to meet him. You know, you think you could get him to come over to the house? And I'm like, (laughs) you know, I put the phone up to my ear. And the next thing you know, George, one of the guys that had worked with us, Mm -hmm. he, he grabs Tech. They get together. They cut a deal. Uh, and I'm sitting downstairs literally knowing that Tech is getting ready to probably work with him. Wow. But uh, I was happy for him. <clears throat> yeah. Because of the fact that of this one thing, I knew that he might work better with him. Mm-hmm. And he, they actually did. Wow. They took off into the night into the stars. Yeah, yeah. And uh, to this date, they actually have the number one underground record label yeah. in history. Yeah. That's incredible. Match made. <laughs> yeah, perfect <laughs> match made. And the cool part is is I may not have the the different type of, but the respect and the thought that 20-something years later, I'm still here. Yeah, yeah, for real. You know, so I guess it actually worked out. It's all working out, for there sure. So, you know, so, man, this this KC Juice. So, so we we digging straight in. Um, yeah. Um, you know, this is something that for me is uh, such a um, uh, a project of passion. Yeah. Um, this is where this is where I'm comfortable. This is my <laughs> this is my spot right <laughs> here. So uh, I cannot wait for us to continue to work and develop and make this KC uh, Juice what it's going to be. I think the town. You know, we haven't even talked about the town yet. We've been talking about us. Oh man. I just cannot believe where we're sitting right now. Like, I'm so excited about 
what's going on in Kansas City right now. Like just won a Super Bowl. I mean, two Super Bowls in four years. Huge. You got the NFL draft. Oh, you man. got <clears throat> that that World Cup deal is so huge. Yes, it is. That is so huge. And I don't care the fact that we don't necessarily uh, pay that much attention to World Cup soccer. Right. But when you understand the impact that it has in the world, World Cup soccer. Right. And understand the number and the sheer just volume of people who are going to be interested in being here during that time period. Um, there's so much opportunity that's going to be available in this city, and that's the part that excites me is that, you know, there's just going to be opportunities for people to do things and b- build businesses. I mean, this is the real thing that we're working on here. Right? This this is really happening right now. So. Truthfully. I just I want to see the common guy that had the dream that stuck <clears throat> yeah. in here and stayed in Kansas yeah. City finally get his due, finally get a chance. Because to me, that brings about a light from a place that we've never been able to see. You know, oh, when, when St. Louis did well on right. the world stage, look right. at what it did for their city. Yeah, and to me, that's what I want to see us because yes. we didn't get to benefit from the last right. Super Bowl. <laughs> right. We all in the house talking about you can't leave, you know. Yeah, and now, you know, yeah, so yeah. I, I truly believe that we might get a chance on a world stage to get all of the visitors, you know, to stop through KC and yeah. say hi, you know, yeah. see what yeah. it's all about. We really do have some of the coolest fountains in the world. In the world. Um, you know, it's, I'm so happy to see this airport about to open up up here. Like, I know. Again, that's huge. Huge. Uh, because we had developed such a bad reputation in terms of, uh, being a, a uh, not friendly place for people to travel, the business travelers. And right. so I tell people, you know, all the time when that whole airport thing was up, KCI was actually built for people who live here. Right. And we're traveling. Right. <laughs> That's who, it was built for the residents of Kansas City, Missouri, of Kansas City, right. who had to travel. Well. Right. Over time, that's not what airport travel is about anymore. Yeah. Airport travel is about business people who have to travel. Right. That's who matters. Because as a resident of Kansas City who wants to travel, maybe I go to the airport twice a year. Right. <laughs> maybe three times if I'm lucky. Right. You know what I'm saying? Where you've got people who are flying in and out all the time, constantly. Right. That's who they're trying to you know cater to. So... For us to now have that level of airport um, to be able to really attract, like you said, when people come here, their first impression is, wow, okay, this is the real thing. Like, I'm interested to see the difference in, like, I know you said the the business traveler, but the congestion of it. Will it be able to contain and move people in and out and things like that? I'm I'm always laughing at the baggage system. You know, that's huge. Right. Moving all them bags around. They say that that second level or the underground level of that airport is all baggage system. Wow. Yeah. Uh, So, like you said, just to see us, I'm sure there are going to be some growing pains. Yeah. Um, I know some people were concerned about the fact that they're so local with all the restaurants. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's a great thing. But I don't travel that much. So, again, (laughs) I'm looking at it from a local perspective is the idea that these Kansas City businesses are out there um, in front of the world 
exactly. as people come through Kansas City makes sense to me. Like, shoot, I'm gonna try to get a little store out there. You know <laughs> for what real, I mean? if nothing for a few months. Yeah, you know, just absolutely. To bring awareness. Yeah, so, um, I get it. So I'm just excited about that. And then, like you said, with uh, street cars, another thing that I love the fact that we're not only this expansion is underway going from now, uh, it'll go from City Market all the way to UMKC. Yeah. Uh, well, really, they're going to go back over the other side of the river so they can go to the riverfront, too. Wow. Uh, so, and then they're already figuring out east and west. So, wow. it's the real thing. Like, uh, when they first put that two and a half miles in from City Market to Union Station, it was kind of like, but what state do we live in again? Missouri. The show me state. So people here, you have to show them that it was going to work, you know. I think that streetcar is what blew downtown up. It it took you to the next level. I've seen it growing, but it's like it really has become one thing now, you know. Right. People right. moving down there. Everybody yeah. wants to be downtown. Yeah. And Mass transit, when you start that process, and that's what it was, you know, Kansas City's a car place. Right. <laughs> the car club. Right, so, right. <laughs> Kansas City's a car place. And so just, there was no real emphasis on mass transit. Right. So once you become a real city, though, right. that's all part of the deal because the type of people, the demographic mm-hmm. that wants to live downtown are people who like to then go out downtown and downtown right where they're close to where they live right. and have be able to have drinks and then come home and not have to get in a car right because i don't want to deal with a dui or none of that so none of that so now the idea and that's what i've been telling people it's funny uh people were, were thinking that the plaza is going to help downtown no it's the other way around now right downtown is now going to help revitalize and re, re, revitalize the plaza because you know retail is tough anyway yes it is uh but to get people to the retail at least from again coming all these people that move downtown like you said that's that's really the difference it's not just about power and light right it's really about all those apartments on 12th street now uh all you know all those people living in all over downtown the number of people who actually live there one two and three light (laughs) that's crazy you know what i'm saying like (laughs) towers of people so the number of people uh where, where my son lives at and that that armor uh, 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 Gillum area. Wow. That whole thing down there is insane to me. Every time I drive through there and I see two towers of ho- of uh, apartments going up on Troost and Armor. Right. Right. Did you say Troost? I'm really looking <laughs> forward for that that skyscraper. I'm waiting. I'm like somebody's got to do it. Go on up in the air. I, I just love that. Maybe. <laughs> Like I said, because those towers are sitting on Troost, that means there's possibly some development that's going to go east of Troost. Possibly. And we know in this city, that's huge. Yeah, that's the stop order line. That's the dividing line. That's it. You know, it was crazy to me. We went to the uh, National African American Museum in D.C. Yeah. The new museum. Yeah. 
And when you walk in and you you're t- they talk they start talking about because you know you start at the bottom of this this museum. I love that museum. One of my favorites. You start at the bottom in sixteen nineteen basically, mm-hmm. and you start to come you, the story of slavery and the, everything and the development over t- Jim Crow and the t- over time everything over time. You just keep going up levels in this right. museum, and so when you get to that part where they're talking about Jim Crow laws, just after Jim Crow and the signing of the of the Fair Housing Act, mm-hmm. uh, and then they talk about redlining. Oh God. And when they talk about redlining, bam, Kansas City. Troost. <laughs> right there in the museum, bro. We're the example. We are the example. And I was like, wow, that's for the world to know. And if you don't understand, it's, it's like, you know, it's no it's a little Kansas City thing. No, this thing is something that, that went around the country that was coming right from here. And so... It's so huge uh, to Mr. when you Nichols. look at <laughs> Mr. Nichols. Uh, <laughs> when gave, you, a, gave the world that. There you Here go. There you go. Uh, but to, to see, you know, I, one of my favorite people is Ollie Gates. I love to talk to Ollie about this. Ollie is cool people. Ollie is passionate about East of Troost. So, you know, if everything he does is East of Truth. East of Truth. Wow, I never really thought about that. Yes, You're right. Yes. Wow, I never even really. Wow. Yes, he's very much because he lived through. He, you're talking the about a, a, a wow. black man in business in Kansas City in the 60s. Wow. So heard of. Um, very few. <laughs> very few. Right. right. So. What he's lived through and what he's seen, and he's seen the impact of what that separation brought yeah. in this city. Right. And so for me, you know, like I said, I'm so excited about the town. And to see those towers going up on Truce tells me there's there's chance for that to develop on both sides of this. And that's always been a complaint. I can't even... You know, when people talk about the streetcar, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a lot of people in the community, in the hood, and on East of Truce, they look at it as, why should we have supported that thing when they were talking about bringing the taxes that were going to be used to pay for it because it's a, a, a tax increment uh, financing district. Right. So, yes, there were going to be taxes from your property taxes that were going to have to be paid in order to have the streetcar go east and west from the beginning. And they still end up paying it. <clears throat> well, it ended up that the, the people didn't vote for it. They voted it down. But they raised their taxes. Well, the, it's kind of a <laughs> kind of both. What happened was the, the downtown businesses, who are most of the property owners downtown, mm-hmm. they understood for them as business people the benefits of it. Right. So they were willing to pay. Mm. They're willing to pay. They're paying that tax. Right. Um. Now, like you said, unfortunately, uh, the people didn't uh, see enough benefit, and they were not willing to pay. Right. Now they see it a little bit more now. Right. Now, like you said, unfortunately, what a mess that was with these property taxes and how that all played out. Still went up. <laughs> Killed them. Killed them with it, too. Yeah. But, like I said, it, it really is a, so much development going on here that – uh, hopefully, and I, I, I'm I'm very hopeful because I see our leaders, some of our leaders, talking about uh, uh, 
reasonably priced housing. Right. Trying to find ways to help uh, with the, the 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 houseless. Right. Um, the beloved, as my guy, uh, uh, Pastor Carline would say, Team Jesus. Team Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) One of the best things going. I love Team Jesus. I can't wait to bring him in here. Oh, he's so KC. He's so KC. Guess where he is right now? Africa. Africa. Kenya. Kenya. Nairobi, Kenya. Kenya helping people. Yeah, because you know the people I work for are from Kenya. Oh wow! Okay. So I hooked them up so oh, that okay. Okay. they would have a little extra reference while they were over there. You know uh, what I mean? Yeah. Uh, the lady I work for, she actually runs like a, a, a program in Kenya where she has like 185 kids. She feeds every day. Wow! They come to their center every day. Wow. She's got like 85, and then she's got like another 85 ladies who are widows. And I guess within their culture and their and their there, if you don't have a husband, it's it can be kind of hard. You know what I mean? Right, like, right, right. Like it's it's hard for women to be able to just go out and do everything they need to do. So she helps try to help them, you know, find the resources that they need to have their businesses or send their kids to school or all the things that they need in order right. to you know help them. So uh, she they she told me I can't wait to come on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, Monica, uh, her and Ben, uh, good people, man. And like you said, they being from Kenya. So when I heard him say he was going over there, I'm like, oh, you got to meet my people, you know. Yeah. So they hooked up. So I mean, uh, Team Jesus is just so incredible. I can't wait. Uh, what they do uh, out in the streets, that's real ministry. That's beautiful. I think it was so cool. He said that these shirts right here, he yeah, he had took a box. He said, I'm going to pass these out in Africa for you. Your work will be in Africa. And I just thought, wow, that exactly. is so cool. You yeah, know? yeah. So, yeah, beautiful, man. Love it, man. So uh, the, the connections we make through the shop, man, is just incredible. Oh, man. Uh, what we got going on out here in the streets? We gon' that's kind of why we're doing this. Like I said, we're so excited about what's going on here in the town. Like I said, I've never felt True. as much energy yeah. running through Kansas City as and there you is can right feel now. It too. Oh, you can feel it too. It's like it's bubbling. You just yeah, know something's gonna happen. It's just constant. It's, and, it's happening. And, and, for with you. The, and with the if these Chiefs can run about four more off, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I, I was laughing. I was telling somebody, you know, we are uh, our families always ended up on the parade route, you mm. know, whether it was the Royals or these both of these Chiefs parades. I said next year, I think we're gonna go to the rally. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Next year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Next year, I think we're gonna go to the rally. You know what I mean? I think it was a few years back. We were we were sitting on the porch out there talking. Mm-hmm. And I was like. Man, I ain't never been to a Super Bowl parade. (laughs) And now here we are. I was too tired for the last one. I'm like, man, I'm exhausted. I can't do that. You know? And I'm just thinking to myself, wow, but I'll get another chance. Yes, you will. That's KC. That's KC, baby. That's the juice. That's the juice. So, (laughs) man, what a great night. Uh, I'm glad we got a chance to do this. And, uh... You know, kind of sit down and talk about our own KC juice and uh, where yeah. it comes from. So, shouts out to uh, Team Jax as we uh, get off in this adventure. Shouts out to the Chop Shop. Absolutely. We coming with the uh, the merch. 
So we're going to send you straight to the Chop Shop for the merch. Straight to the Chop Shop. Chopshopkc.com, baby. Good stuff. Yeah, get, get chopped. And uh, like I said, you can, you know, the shop does not only embroidery, not only screen printing, signs, banners, graphics, everything. Airbrushing. Airbrushing. If it's custom, we <laughs> yeah, do it. Yeah. On clothing or anything, yeah, yeah, yeah. we do it. So. Get it done. So yeah, we'll be uh, definitely uh, getting a chance to check that out with you as well. True. Man, I'm glad we went on and did this tonight. True. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good we, stuff. We got a lineup for you guys coming, so don't even sweat that. Uh, we're going to be talking to some of the biggest uh, names here in Kansas City. Our point is to have conversations with people who are from the town, who are doing things either here or somewhere else that matters. So that's yeah. why we're going to dig into your KC roots, see where you're from, and then let you know what we got going. So you guys stick around. Yeah. We'll definitely be coming back at you with this KC juice. Juice. Yes, for my co-host, the Stitch Wizard. Stitch. Heath Porter is in the house, baby. Heathen, it's mm-hmm. your boy Big Jacks. <laughs> this is the Juice, man. We are out of here. I love y'all. Remember, love makes the difference. Amen. We out of here. Peace. Peace.